Hello, hello. Welcome to the Maps and Graps podcast. I'm Lyric Swinton, and I'm very happy that you've decided to join me today for yet another episode talking about the Immaculate Best of the Super Junior Years tournament that's happening right now. This isn't going to be a particularly long tournament, um, I said tournament, a particularly long episode because obviously the tournament is still going on. Um, earlier today, I finished up with night five, but in the first five nights alone, there's been just so many great matches, so many great wrestlers. And I just think a lot of positivity going around the wrestling world that wrestling needs sometimes, especially as a part of the online discourse. And so I'm super excited about getting into some of these matches that have taken place already, as well as weighing them against some of the predictions that I laid out last week um, for not only potential matches of the night, but as well as people who I thought would be come out as the MVPs of the tournament. So um interested to get into that. But before um, I start talking about that, I would like to say thank you to everybody who won supported um, last episode and all of the episodes so far, but also the people who supported my first article. Um, so I released an article this week with Women's Wrestling Talk Pod and it was about the New Japan um, resurgence show that's going to be this weekend uh, with the first ever um, New Japan Strong Women's Champion being crowned in a one-night tournament. And that'll be um, Willow Nightingale representing AEW and Ring of Honor, Momo Kogo representing Stardom, Stephanie Vacker. Um, representing CMLL and of course Mercedes Monet representing New Japan Pro Wrestling and so that one night tournament is taking place on Sunday May 21st in Long Beach California at Walter Pyramid and it's super exciting um, I talk about all of the things I get really in depth in the article um, I actually offer some matches of each one of the participants to watch if you're not familiar with some of the talent as well as their strengths and some of their weaknesses so um if you want to learn more about that please uh go read um i reposted on my twitter uh, but yeah i'm super excited about one continuing to write and continuing to you know just share my love for wrestling but two just excited about um what that show is going to be like um i said it at the end of the article but we have an opportunity for this only the second time in history second time in history for two black women to main event a pay-per-view for a major organization um and that's of course if um, mercedes and willow end up in the finals of the tournament so this is huge this is going to be a historical night um, no matter what the first new japan strong women's champion will be crowned and i'm just going to be excited to watch along also, um, unless you've been living under a rock, uh, earlier this morning, it was announced that AEW Collision um, is officially going to be on um, Saturday nights, which for fans is great. For content creators, it's great, but it's also exhausting. But I'm actually really excited. Um, I'm hoping that the opportunity opens up a lot of doors for the women's division specifically. I don't really care about backstage politics. Because at the end of the day, I try to stay out of rich people business because I'm not a rich person. Um, but yeah, this is a super exciting time, I think, to be a wrestling fan. Um, in other news, I'll also say shout out to Pro Wrestling Noah. Uh, I actually finally caught up on um, 
some of the Noah that I've been missing lately. Um, one, I think that they're doing a really good job building this women's division. Um, that was a really great tag match um, at the Majestic Show, and I look forward to seeing how they continue to flesh out um, their women's division, hopefully with the creation of a GHC Women's Championship soon. Um, but like I said, we'll see very soon, and I will be doing more NOAA content um, very soon. Um, I'm very excited. I've been working on it, um, both in podcasts as well as writing. And the other thing that I'm really excited about for NOAA is the Axis reunion. Um, Nakajima and Go Shizaki are back together. Um, they lost their return match against Kano. <laughs> um, but uh, um, against Congo. But I, you know, I have faith in them. And also they looked amazing. Like they just look, I'm a sucker for good gear. And the gear was great. Um, they looked so happy. And also the match was awesome. So if you haven't gone back, if you, you don't have a Wrestle Universe account and you haven't seen the Axis reunion of Shiozaki and Nakajima getting back together, you need one. Um, and I highly recommend it. But um, now we've gotten, you know, those out of the way, we can get right into best of the super juniors and so night one as expected you know we are we already knew that there was going to be one match in particular that was going to stand out above the rest and it did however i was very pleased with night one like it felt magical like it i, I can't even explain it. like i stayed up um i didn't even sleep that night like because I, I wanted to stay up i, I didn't want to oversleep for it and it felt like it, I, and I will say, I think a lot of special New Japan shows have had that quality to it. I felt that way for Wrestle Kingdom. I felt that way for Sakura Genesis. I felt that way for Wrestling Dantaku this year of just like New Japan has been, especially I would say like for Western fans, American fans who have to stay up or either get up early to watch these shows live. It feels like being a kid on Christmas. Um... And that same feeling came through Best of the Super Juniors night one. I said in the podcast last week, I think that foreigners specifically were going to come out with a point to prove. Um, and they didn't disappoint. And I would like to say that everybody that I said was going to make a splash in this tournament has made a splash in this tournament. Um, we started off with Kevin Knight and Clark Connors, which I felt like, was a very appropriate opener for the tournament because it gave you a glimpse into the future of New Japan wrestling, pro wrestling. And these two are probably going to fight forever. I honestly don't think that they'll be in the junior heavyweight division forever. And I think that this is going to follow them well into the heavyweight division um, and their history from the LA dojo. And I think like it was good stuff. Obviously Clark came out on top. Um, he's a bullet club bad guy now and he's doing great at it by the way. Um, but I think watching Kevin Knight grow during this tournament has been very cool. Like he's taken quite a few losses, but I can, and even, but on night five, he was on commentary and you can tell this has been a great learning opportunity for him. And also he looks great. Like I, I think that, his athleticism, what he brings to the table, he nobody's doing the things that he's doing and has the full arsenal that he has. And super exciting. There were some other standout matches. Like one was Yo and um, 
Robbie Eagles was also a great one. But of course, for night one, we all knew that Speedball versus Hiromu was going to be incredible. But I don't think I knew like just how special it was going to be. Speedball in Japan. I'm going to probably end up saying this a million times while I go over the first five nights. But man, like I know he signed an impact, but New Japan Pro Wrestling, I think you need to do whatever you got to do to get this guy more often because, whoa, I've never, I can't say I've never seen somebody be such a natural fit because there's somebody else in this tournament who's also just a natural fit in Japan. But it's just very rare for somebody to just adjust so quickly. Um, I know he's he's been to Japan before, like in DDT, but if you like, no, like different Japanese promotions. DDT and New Japan are often very different um, stylistically. Well, the DDT being more of a, you know, a sport entertainment brand. Not saying that they don't have hardcore wrestling matches at the time, because they definitely do. Um, I look at the Higuchi um, Hino match that happened earlier this year. That was one of the most brutal, hard-hitting matches that I've ever seen. Absolutely loved it. But like I said, historically, DDT is known as more of a sports entertainment um, type of promotion. So just the fact that he's just adjusted so well here to New Japan has been awesome. I want to see more of him. And um, Hiromu is Hiromu is the Okada of the junior heavyweight division. Like, He's a big match guy. He performs always to the best of his ability. And he's truly the ace. And, man, he's been doing well. Like, he lost this match, which I wasn't expecting at all. But he still looked incredibly strong. And I think he's been one hell of a champion. And I, he's not going to win Best of the Super Juniors this year, which is good to know. Like, And he didn't need to. He's won it three times. But... I just think that you can just tell he cares about this division and his performances definitely keep up with that. The next day, um, we had uh, <laughs> we had Robbie Eagles versus um, Clark Connors. I really liked that match. I will also say night two was pretty slow. The crowd kind of sucked. So I will say the matches in night two weren't as great as some of the other ones. However, there were like some good matches. Like I said, Robbie Eagles and Clark Connors was a pretty good one. I also like Yoshinobu Kanemaru versus Dan Maloney. Uh, I would also like to say Uncle Nobu, he came into the tournament flat out saying that he had no intention of trying to win, but he just wanted to like, you know, give everybody hell and that's exactly what he's done and he's managed to win a few matches along the way um he's been outstanding like he's been really good during this tournament i have been really pleased with him and i think him against such like a tough guy like dan maloney who is also doing incredible by the way to say that, you know, this is his first time um, in New Japan. He's doing, serving the United Empire well. And he's really managed to stand out. Um, he looks like a heavyweight and a junior heavyweight play, playground. He's super strong, super tough. Just all around, I think, like, great wrestler. He's been performing beautifully. And the match, my personal favorite match from night two was Kushida versus TJP. Um, I think that that match was really good and i think that um both of these guys 
are really good, but they've been around for a long time. And so I think, I think they get underestimated at times, you know, like I think that the, I think we as fans sometimes can think that just because people have been around for a long time, we we've seen it all from them. And I love that they showed us that this is not the case. Like I was really enthralled with that match. Um, and um, Kushida really turned, started off the tournament really slow, like so many losses. And I've been trying not to get hung up in wins and losses. Maybe it's because most of my favorites have been mostly winning. Huh. Now that I think about it, but I've been trying not to get hung up in wins and losses just because, like, I just really wanted to enjoy the matches. But, yeah, Kushida lost a lot of matches to get started. Crazy. Night three. I will say night three is probably my personal favorite. Yeah, night three is definitely my personal favorite. Um, It was just so many bankers, like, so many bangers. But the three that stood out most, Speedball versus TJP. Incredible match. These two made magic together, and I think that nine times out of ten, like, Impact should definitely get these guys to come run it back because they're awesome. And, uh, well, they only need to get, um, they, only, they really need to get TJP to come back. But, they really, like, you know, set it off. I think these are example of two foreign talents who have really hit their stride in Japan. Um, you know, like, TJP was in WWE for a long time, and I feel like he's really hit his stride, you know, back with, with the United Empire. But, um, and Speedball, as I said before, is just tailor-made for Japan. I don't know what they need to do to keep him, but I hope that they do. And they just made magic together. And I loved every, yeah, I loved everything about it. Um, I think I, I've been reposting clips from this match on Twitter, <laughs> like, for the last few days just because it was just that damn good. Um, athleticism. Just insane. Another match that I enjoyed was definitely Akira versus Eagles. If you've been watching New Japan on a consistent basis lately, you know that United Empire and TMDK have been going at it. Um, we had recently um, Aussie Open versus uh, TMDK for the IWGP heavyweight tag titles in a great match, by the way, that I really enjoyed. In addition to recently, like at Wrestling Dontaku, had Zack Sabre Jr. versus um, Jeff Cobb, and they're actually going to have a rematch at Dominion. So you've been seeing all of these different sectors of these factions go up against each other. So it was cool to see their juniors go up against each other, Akira versus Eagles, and just kind of like continue this story. So great match, insane athleticism but also really these two guys are two of the best technical wrestlers in the game right now and Robbie Eagles his technical wrestling is always just on a whole different level and absolutely incredible I was pleased with this one but of course the match that really made me smile is the match that I've been waiting for for months now after I saw their first match and that is Leo Rush versus Hiromu Takahashi 2 um, you're going to hear me say this quite a few times today, but Leo Rush is him, and 
obviously last episode I, he was my pick to win it all and i have not wavered one time i have not wavered one time um i will say that i didn't expect speedball to do as well as he is like i i kind of thought that maybe i knew he would have a good showing but i thought that since he was you know he signed to another company that maybe they wouldn't let him run with the ball but whether they did nothing against him just more so of like the politics side but no they're letting him run with the ball so like if i had to choose like who's going to be the top two this year because obviously the bracket system has changed so instead of just the winner of each block is going to be the semifinals will be the number one of block a versus the number two of block b and then vice versa so I wouldn't be shocked if these two are the number one and two. And I think as of right now, as of the end of the night five, they are the number one and two of their block. Um, so I will probably just add that distinction. But yeah, Leo Rush is still my pick to win it all. And I'm very excited about it. He's just, he you can tell he's really hit his stride. Those performances are incredible. He's out there getting the Tanahashi treatment. Like, after the match, you know, I'm talking. I can move into um, um, the night four. You had um, when he went up against um, Taiji Ishimori, which was a great match, by the way, in the main event. Um, people literally handing their babies, their newborn, like that baby was fresh up the womb, handing their newborn babies to him to hold. Like he got the Tanahashi, man, forget that he got the Obama treatment. Like, Black people know that, like, in 08, 2008, black people were just handing off their kids to Obama to hold and kiss their foreheads. It's crazy. So it's weird. It's weird for me, I think, you know, as a black woman, American, to see that happen for a black man with dreads in Japan. Um, it's really cool. It's actually really cool. And it really makes me smile. And I think it's so special. Um. Uh, it's just so special to see the impact that, you know, all of these talents um, are making in a different country um, for the foreigners, but specifically for black talent, you know, to be traveling the world and just make this impact. And man, they love Leo Rush and they should because he's been absolutely insane. But also Ishimori is not a slouch. He's had some fantastic and consistent, very consistent, I think that this tournament has really taught me to value consistency in wrestling because there are some people who have had, you know, like I would say, you know, they'll have one good performance here and eh, other days, but there's been a, it's, it's a handful of wrestlers who have been really consistent to where I can't say that any match was like a bad match. And he's definitely been one of them. Also from that night, um, that was really good. Um, Akira versus Maloney. Um, one thing about the United Empire that whenever they face each other, they get lethal. Um, also, this match was a rematch of the match that took place um, in March at Revolution Pro um, at the Revolution Rumble. So originally, Dan Maloney had been waiting on that match. It was supposed to be against Will Ospreay, but obviously Will Ospreay had gotten injured, which we're going to get to. So... Will Ospreay sent Francisco Akira to uh, take his place. So M Maloney 
you know, Battle of Secure and a great match, by the way. And at the Revo at the Revolution Rumble event. And after the match, Maloney, after he wins, um, Will Ospreay, you know, comes out to um, Akira to give Maloney his armband and officially invites him to join the United Empire. So he joins the United Empire. And over a month afterwards, he's in the Best of the Super Juniors tournament. So now that's how their first meeting ended up. And so going back to Will Ospreay, I think it's so funny that, like, in this match, United Empire um, members do not take it easy on each other because that's how they ended up in the situation in the first place. Will Ospreay actually got injured in his match against Mark Davis um, when they were facing off in the New Japan Cup. So um, it's never, never a dull time when you're watching United Empire members go up against each other. Um, but I am very, I will say, as much as I love this match, I'm also very interested for the future of they have they have a couple of juniors. And so I I think I see I'm starting to see now the problems that that could create. Like even look at Bullet Club right now, like Clark Connors is basically the apple of Gato's eye right now, but he's not the only junior in Bullet Club, obviously, but you have Ishimori. And same thing with United Empire right now, like there's multiple juniors. Same thing with even just five guys has multiple juniors. So it's it's interesting. Um, I'm very interested to see how this all shapes up for um, United Empire specifically because honestly, they, they've avoided a lot of conflict. Like, you know, a lot of factions have conflict at some point, but they've avoided a lot of conflict. And that's also why um, I think it was really cool for Robbie Eagles to be on commentary and talk about like why TMDK is the perfect place for him because he doesn't have to, you know, he doesn't have to fight anybody for attention. He's the only junior. He is, you know, he's it for them. Like, he doesn't, you know, TMDK is actually very well laid out. They have a great heavyweight, great tag team, a great junior heavyweight, and a great young lion. And that's really, nobody is fighting anybody for attention, shine, or anything like that. And I think that's what makes TMDK really special right now. And I think that's what kind of sets them apart from some of the other, you know, factions, at least for right now. Who knows? They might add people. We don't know. But just think that that's very interesting. Another match that was really cool was Kushida versus Speedball. Uh, I think that that was one of Kushida's best matches of the tournament. Um, and also, I was not expecting that to be Kushida's first win of the tournament. Not expecting him to beat Speedball. So, um, yeah, that was really interesting for me. And I love that match. And I like being shocked. Uh, I love being shocked, actually. Like, I love being shocked, especially when I th think that I know it all or I think that I know exactly how these matches are going to go. Obviously, I'm talking about it on a podcast. I, I have a list of the matches that are written out and how I predicted for them to go and who I think is going to come out. And so I love being shocked. And, um, yeah, it's really cool. Um, obviously, this is Kushida's first Best of the Super Juniors back in five years. And although he hasn't collected a lot of wins, I do believe that his performances have been incredibly strong. 
So moving on to the next day, the one this is the last day that has happened so far that I've watched. Obviously, we move into a whole next couple days of events um, starting at like 5 a.m. for me. So pray for that. But um, so far, then this was the one that happened for me this morning. But I loved Robbie Eagles versus uh, Uncle Nobu. Man, man, man. I did not expect this match to bang the way it did, but I should have. Like I said, Uncle Nobu, he's really been, he's been on one. Um, and Kevin Knight was on commentary during that. And also, he did a great job, by the way. I think all, actually, everybody who's been on commentary has done a great job. TJP, Robbie Eagles, Kevin Knight. Um, all these guys have been doing amazing job on commentary. I love when um, New Japan, Stardom. I love when they put their um, guys and talent on, you know, on English commentary. It adds so much character. And also, just a side note, like just hearing Kevin Knight, he just <laughs> having black people on commentary is great. Like hearing like so many slang terms used that like I use in my day to day life. Hearing it on New Japan Pro Wrestling commentary, not on a New Japan of America show, but an actual New Japan show, it was crazy. Highly enjoyed it. And it, I think he said, who he was talking about, yo, he was like, fit check. And so you have Kevin Kelly, like, fit check. <laughs> but it was really cool. But yeah, Robbie Eagles um, and Uncle Nobu was great. Um, Kushida and Taiji Ish Ishimori great match great history for that match and also i i give props to kelly and kelly of just like i wasn't aware of all the history between those two originally he did a great job of laying that out not just on the night that night but the nights before so like even if you weren't prepped with the story maybe last week you came into that match knowing exactly what you needed to know and so like props to kevin kelly for that he's one of my favorite commentators if not my favorite I'm a nerd. I love being on the boat. I love when I get overly informed. That's my thing. That's my jam. Um, and then, oh, to Teton versus Speedball. That was real graft. These dudes were flying everywhere, all over the place. It was incredible. Like I said, Speedball in Japan is built different, but also I think this was Teton's best match of the tournament. Um, I think I had been overlooking him throughout the tournament, but this one definitely made me stop and pay attention. It was like, oh, yeah, like, oh, you're awesome. Um, these guys just did it. Also, Speedball's finisher, oh, that flamingo, like, it reminds me of the one-winged angel, which makes me also like, oh, yeah, he needs to fight Kenny Omega. I don't know how. I don't know when. But if Kenny Omega, I tweeted this, if Kenny Omega has a limited amount of singles matches left in his career or, or big time single matches in his career, Speedball Mike Bailey needs to be one of them. And I stand by that. Leo Rush versus Doki. Um, I will say, my apologies, Mr. Doki. I wasn't familiar with your game. I underestimated you. This match was incredible. And it wasn't just incredible because of Leo Rush. Obviously, he's incredible. No, Doki, Doki came to play. Absolutely. And Doki actually won, which I wasn't expecting with that hot undefeated streak that, you know, Leo Rush had come in on into that match on. 
Um, inc- great match. Definitely recommend rewatching. Also, the end, <laughs> the last match, Desperado versus Yo. Yo, I don't, I had, Yo is wild. He does what he wants. Like, he's in his postmodern era. He's just, he does what he wants, but it's so cool. Like, I can't explain him. And I'm not sure I want to. But it was really awesome. And, and having him up against somebody like, you know, just a tried and true solid talent like El Desperado. Tens across the board. And there's tens across the board. That was a great main event. I'm very much a fan of it. Um, and yeah, we have a lot of great matches coming up. I talked about those in the last pod, so I don't want to rehash them. But obviously, the one that I'm looking the most forward to is definitely Leo Rush versus Speedball Mike Bailey. It's going to be super exciting stuff. Like I said, my A block winner prediction is going to be Leo Rush if for my one and two. Leah Rush and Mike Bailey now. And then for B Block, I had Clark Connors and Robbie Eagles. That's where I am. Um, but yeah, it's just been really cool for me as a wrestling fan. I'm having a blast. Like, I'm having a blast watching this tournament. Having a blast. You know, the internet is such a nice place that doesn't have any drama when you're up at 5.30 a.m. watching the Japan shows. It's just a very great, positive experience. And I've enjoyed it. My sleep schedule is all messed up. And I've been randomly falling asleep in the middle of the day like I'm narcoleptic, but it's been worth it. Um, So I'm really excited. So I hope that if you haven't started yet, that you start watching Best of the Super Juniors because it's freaking awesome. If you don't have a New Japan World subscription, go ahead and get one. And if you're not watching New Japan Resurgence this weekend, you need to. Not just for the women's um, tournament, but that should be your number one. But also, we got the return of Mox to New Japan, man. And he's up against Okada, and he's bringing his young boys. And it's going to be awesome. And we have that guaranteed banger that's going to be Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Will Ospreay. And plus, hey, Double or Nothing's coming up. Forbidden Door is coming up. It's a lot coming up. It's all coming up per wrestling, guys. Well, that's all. Thank you for supporting the show. I look forward um, to next week's episode. Um, there's a lot of cool stuff going on. Um, I, I think, I'm not sure if I mentioned this, but um, I plan to do episode before all, um, all Together Again, the show with Noah, um, New Japan and All Japan Pro Wrestling. And so I've been doing a lot of research into like, you know, King's Road style and Masawa and Kabashi and Kawada and Giant Baba and Jumbo Suruta, all of those guys, um, Antonio Noki, all those guys who played such a big part into the foundation of organizations like that. So, and picking some of the favorite matches. So, I've been hard at work on um, that. And so I look forward to a lot of the content that is coming forward. And also just looking forward to all of you who continue to interact with me on Twitter. And if you don't follow me on Twitter, you can follow me at Lyric Wrestling. I'm very simple to find. And if you want to follow me on other platforms, they're not as interesting as the wrestling Twitter, though. But you can find me at Lyric Twin. But until next time, see you later, guys. Bye.